Hi, I'm Isa Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hun. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. If you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next, visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the wallet app and you're good to go. Welcome to the Prestige TV podcast where you will never see us crank that Jimmy Neutron. I'm Charles Holmes of the Ringer Music Show. He's Van Lathan of Higher Learning. Together, we're known as the Midnight Boys and we're here to discuss the final season of Atlanta. And on today's episode, we're breaking down Crank That Killer, directed by Hiro Mirai and written by Stephen Glover. Van, how are you doing today? My life's like a movie, Uzi Jacuzzi. <laughs> it's great to hear from you, man. Uh, I've I've been I've been seeing on the TL that you've been uh, teaching people about apartheid and hopefully dodging Kanye. <laughs> Shout out to to everybody that comes on to Higher Learning. We appreciate all the guests that we get on Higher Learning. Uh, shout out to my friends who want to come on Higher Learning and say things. If you want to come on there, you can say whatever you want, but the audience is gonna is gonna do what they do. So, hey, the Reddit, fuck around uh, and find out. Fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. We're not here to talk about apartheid. We're here to talk about um, serial killers stalking people who were doing crank that videos on YouTube back in the day. So before we get into the episode, brief rundown of what happens. A serial killer is murdering people who posted crank that videos on YouTube back when Soldier Boy, when the Soldier Boy song was popular. Alfred reveals to Ernie Darius that his early drug dealing days, he too posted a crank that video out of boredom. Throughout the episode, Alfred gets more and more paranoid, calls Soldier Boy for advice, and eventually ends up in a shootout at the mall and is rushed to avoid the serial killer. Meanwhile, Ernie Darius are in the hunt for limited Nike Miracle sneakers. They track down a dude that sells limited sneakers out of his van called Shoe Man, who has a pair. But Shoe Man says that Ern and Darius can have the shoes if they agree to kiss, which splits the two friends. Then the two plots converge when one of the shooters kills Shoe Man after Ern and Darius kiss. A struggle rapper from earlier in the episode called Some Guy Named Doug rescues Alfred from the mall and immediately cashes in the favor by asking Paperboy to collaborate on a track. By episode's end, the trio read a TMZ post that the Crank Dat Killer has been captured and they're left to listen to Paperboy's terrible new collaboration with Some Guy Named Doug. First impressions of the episode you just watched, Van. Hilarious. So funny. There's, I mean, look, Atlanta, Atlanta does have the tendency to be preachy in parts, and there is a part of this that's a little preachy. I've noticed that, that it gets a little preachy inside of the van when they're trying to make this is the decision about whether or not they're gonna whore themselves out for the shoes. You get a little preachy there. Um but 
some minor, minor bump in hilarity. This is a throwback <laughs> to some of the Atlanta episodes from earlier on. It seemed like a season one episode, like a classic, did. like hijinks yeah. in Sue episode. Yeah, like a straight through line from crazy occurrence, funny shit happening, but also that biting criticism and introspection that makes the show so great. Oh, I couldn't agree more. This is, I think, one of the pairings early on in Atlanta's run that I was just like, they're magical when they're on screen together is Donald Glover and Lakeith Stanfield. Whenever Ern and Darius are together, like one of my favorite episodes is when (laughs) Darius tells Ern that he could like get some extra money if he like invests in these puppies. And I always love when those two are on screen together. And this was another classic example of that. And the Paperboy story was just as funny. But before we really dive deep into the episode, the listeners need to know something very important. Van, have you ever, did you ever learn the Crank That Dance? I was too old. How old were you? Um, I was... 2007. I was 27. So yeah, I was too old. God damn, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you missed out on all that shit. You were on yeah. the whose side were you on in the Soldier Boy Ice Tea beef? Ice Tea? I don't re- even remember that. Oh my! Like I'm uh, Soldier Boy comes out 2027. I, I didn't really understand the song. Or I, I understand how what a big deal it was, and I was happy for him. But it wasn't like a thing for me. It was just something that the kids would do. I wish this was uh this was Midnight Boy, so we could uh, play The Van Is Old. <laughs> I don't know what you guys want. I don't know what you guys want from me. God damn, there's, bro. There's, there's stuff dropping right now that you're, you're not interested. Look, I, I was I, mean, I was proud of Soldier Boy. I was proud that he was able to do what he was able to do. Good for him. But nah, it wasn't really, like, it wasn't a thing. What about you? Did you ever crank that before? Come on, man. Wait, Kerm, come in. Of course I did. What question is that? I was a child. I loved it. Like, everybody was doing it. Kerm. Did you ever crank that Soldier Boy? Yeah, badly at like middle school dances, but yeah, yeah come on! <laughs> I it never was a cranked that. Passage. I never cranked that. I didn't. I don't think I understood the. I know that it was a dance because I saw they were doing it on like Kanye West, and they were doing it on the um on the MTV Video Music Awards. People were doing it. People were cranking that, but it wasn't a thing. For dudes that were playing pickup basketball and trying to get their careers together out in Los Angeles, like we, it's not. It wasn't a crank that era. Stop trying to make the fact that your wash seemed cooler than it is, man. Please. I don't know what you, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, being washed is 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 pretty cool. When I'm not even gonna do that to you, Charles. Nah. No, <laughs> I knew you were about to stop. I'm not me. even gonna do that. To I you. knew. No, I'm not even gonna do that. But no, but no, it, I understand what it meant to hip hop, and everybody was doing it. You know, everybody was cranking that soldier boy. Everybody was ewing. You know, everybody was doing the dance. There were dances in my day. In my day, we had dances. Here's the thing. Like, honestly, I understand how you feel because, like, the kids in New York are now getting sturdy. And I was like, I just see them doing the dance. I'm like, my knees can't do that shit anymore. Like, I tried once and I'm like, nah, man, I got to cut that shit out. You tried to get sturdy? Why'd you try to get sturdy, though? That's not for you. You shouldn't be trying to get sturdy. I want to see if I still had it. I don't. Like, I absolutely... (laughs) My joints still don't have it. But back to this episode. I love this episode because it felt like a palate cleanser, to your point. I think 
we've been in a long stretch of Atlanta episodes that have been very like they're dealing with heavy subjects, they're dealing with heavy themes. There's a lot to unpack. And this one was just like, nah, like it is what it is. It's just gonna be a riot throughout the entire episode. And like uh-huh. when it really clicked for me. Honestly, it was when um, Alberto, I believe his name is, uh, the struggle rapper whose baby mama was basically telling him, like, hey, yo, I think it might be time for you to, like, hang it up. The minute he's just like, yo, I told you the story about Big Sean, I was fucking dying. <laughs> I'm like, not Big Sean, Alberto. God damn, feed your family. It's Because the whole time I was wondering, I was like, is he good at rapping? Like, are we going to find out later in this episode he's good at rapping? And sadly, my man needs to get a job. Like, my man needs to, like, get a trade. Because the rap that he raps for Soldier, uh, for Paperboy is so bad. Yeah. Um, it, look, his life is like a movie. <laughs> Uzi Jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> and... He had no sense of timing. I knew that that was going to end up going bad for him. I thought that Soldier Boy, I thought that, excuse me, Paper Boy might think that he was uh, that he was the crank that killer and might end up assaulting him or shooting him or something. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that that was going to end up bad for him. It kind of ended up anticlimactic for him at the end because he just, he didn't even get half of his moment. He literally just got... <laughs> thrown through he got one bar off but i have to tell you that is quite literally one of the funniest things i've ever seen on atlanta paper boy shoving him through the glass it is the best punchline because the whole time i was just like what is to your point i was just like ah man is paper boy gonna think he's the crank that killer is something bad's gonna happen and for it just to be one long gag that ends in that physical like punchline is just top tier comedy right one thing i want to ask you though is is it weird for Paperboy to be afraid for his life, considering when we meet him in the pilot, he shoots a man and he goes to jail in the second episode? Or if we're being generous, do you think that like Paperboy is at the point where he's not in the streets anymore? He actually has something to lose. This is the first time we see his new apartment. And he's just not like he's washed a little bit. Like, he's like, he's going to be afraid of a serial killer in a way I don't know if season one Paperboy would have been. What I was trying to do was understand what the significance of the Crank That Killer is in the story. Is it the death of a rap career, which is something that we've touched on that Atlanta has dealt with? Is it the death of a specific generation of rappers? Or... Is it some kind of commentary on the fact that people think that every rapper that gets signed to Empire gets murdered? Or, <laughs> or you know what I mean? I'm mean, like, what? I was trying to figure out what exactly the significance of the crank that killer actually was. And maybe it might be that those guys from 07, 08, 09, those guys, man. They're not as around as they used to be. Like that group of guys, I know Paperboy isn't quite one of them because he caught on kind of late. He would be more like a two chains, right? Because he caught on a little bit later after he put in a little work. But those guys are gone. And maybe that's, maybe this is another episode where Paperboy is literally trying to dodge the end of his rap career. And what does he end up doing at the end of it? Once again, getting with a newer, whacker 
rapper, and he kind of gets forced into it. So it's very interesting, you know, to the, the, the way you look at it. What about you? you I mean, I took the episode in two ways. The first is like I'm like. I don't want to put on my intellectual hat for this because I do think that in the writing of this, I was just like, no, they just had a really funny joke. They secured the Soldier Boy cameo. And part of me is like, everything is there. It is the joke. I don't know if there's anything deeper. But to your point, if I was going to be like, hmm, what is like the underlying thematic element of this episode? I do think that there is a sense that like, Earn and Darius don't even know that Paperboy at one point in his career posted a Crank Dat video. And I've been reading this interesting book by Joe Coscarelli at the New York Times um, that's coming out called Rap Capital about Atlanta. And I had forgotten that like Gucci Mane got on at first by remixing White Tea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, like I didn't like same thing with like a Shoddy Low. Like Shoddy Low is dead now, but like you, you forget about that layer of Atlanta rap, the Snap mm-hmm. Generation, the yeah. Dance Generation, the Generation of Soldier Boy, huge. And it's Mr. Kylie Park, <laughs> you know the producer. Like they bubble smart sparks. Come Miss on. New Booty, Miss New. Uh, wait, can I, I just say something really quick? Right. This is this is a sm- a slight tangent. Have you watched the Miss New Booty video recently? No, nigga. No, of course not. <laughs> I had to do... Uh, we were doing something on the music show about white rappers. I had to go watch uh-huh. it back. Go, if you watch that video 2022, it is wild how far booty technology has gone. Because everybody in that in the Miss New Booty <laughs> music video just has, like, has a regular butt by like 2022 standards. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was the thing. Just the overall evolution of what we consider to be a big ass, you know? <laughs> like when we, when uh, Sir Mix a Lot video came out back in the day, we was like, oh shit, look at these girls, you know? And then even four or five years later, because I'm from Louisiana where the ass is like ass, you know? <laughs> we'd be like, oh, who cares, you know? But even years later, it'd be like, oh, that's not enough ass. And then now it's obviously, obviously everybody walking around looking like an ant, BBLs everywhere. But yeah, it's it, not just the technology, but like the dances have just gone through the roof as far as what they can do. Shout out to everyone. Honestly, I'm surprised, Van, when you first... When you first saw this modern age twerking, were you just like, damn, the the broads weren't doing it like that in my day? I mean, but what you have to understand is I'm from Louisiana. Like, we invented all of that stuff. I've been <laughs> seeing that for a long, long time. I mean, that stuff is just getting to you guys. Wait, so you were there when they created it in 1917? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a less old joke. Like, what I'm telling you is, like, everything that comes from the South is, like, we originate stuff. And then you guys up there, you guys up just north? Like, yeah, you guys just latch on to it. Like we started drinking lean way back in the day. Next thing you know, y'all gotta drink lean. Y'all gotta do it. We all of this stuff is actually you who's like, oh, mommy, you guys just twerking, <laughs> twerking. You didn't know what twerking was until Miley Cyrus started to do it. Yin Yang Twins had whistle while you twerk back and when I was still fucking at, at Louisiana Tech, man. We bit all of that stuff is not new to me. It's new to y'all. It's Why new are to you, you guys. Cause, cause you're trying to be slick. Like, <laughs> oh, weird ass Jersey nigga. 
Like I'm telling you straight up, all of that whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Jersey has produced a lot of fine black men and women. Jer- Jersey's a, Jersey's an amazing place, but y'all don't know nothing about no twerking. <laughs> that is true. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the wallet app and you're good to go. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Oh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now your bits. Feet. Toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... (sighs) Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. Anyway, back to the episode. Yeah, to your point, I do think in the funniest way possible, a lot of this episode is interrogating just aging as a rapper and Paperboy being at that point where it's like, it's so funny seeing the earlier episode where Paperboy is trying to search for that white avatar to extend his money-making runway. And then in this, seeing the other side of that, where there are it's not lost on me that everybody who wants to work with Paperboy is a person of color now. And it's almost like Paperboy has to dodge the mid. Everywhere he goes, there's a whack rapper around who is trying to get something from him. Even as you realize, I'm like, is a, is a Paperboy feature going to do much for you in 2022? Was my question. Uh, I mean, yeah. He, st- he still seems to be somebody who can... um. He still seems to be someone who can uh, put a rapper's career like in a new place. You know, he seems, look, think about it. Think about someone right now. Like right now, I don't want to throw out any names. I don't want to make anybody seem like all of those guys, they can still put you on. I'll put it to you this way. Like, is it is a Paperboy feature like a Jeezy feature in 2022, or is it like I don't know, like a Rick Ross feature? I think a Jeezy nope. feature and a Rick Ross feature are the same thing in 2022. But they are definitely not. A Rick Ross feature will do way more for you. I feel like. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, it, at this point, I think I, I I don't know how much I don't much I don't know how much is left in Ross's. I mean, Ross had already done everything he can done. The dude got like five, six number one albums. But I think I, I don't know if it, I don't know if either feature. I think both. I think if Jeezy wanted to put you in the game right now, Jeezy could put you in the game. I think if Ross wanted to put you in the game right now, Ross could put you in the game. To your point, is Ross probably a hotter 
has he been hotter longer? Is he probably a hotter rapper than Jeezy? Yeah, I'll acquiesce to that. The, that. the Ross feature probably means more. But I think if you rap for Jeezy and Jeezy like you, Jeezy can give you a rap career. And most of those guys from that era, Tip can give you a rap career. Jeezy can give you a rap career. Gucci could certainly give you a rap career. All of those guys could 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 give you a rap career. You know what I yo mean? Yo Gotti, like, yeah. You're, yeah, now that you're... Yeah, like those guys, all about, of those yeah. guys. I mean, Yo Gotti... He could do more than that. He he could make you a superstar, right? Because he's got... I mean, he could sign you to his label. Yeah, he, his label is a big deal. But any of those guys, like, at this point, if you rapping for them and they fucking with you, yeah, they can get you... They can get you signed. I mean, they all got labels. They all got imprints. But they can give you a better career than handing out hors d'oeuvres or samples in front bourbon of... Chicken. Uh, bourbon chicken. in front of that whatever was a good, you... That was a good one-liner. Like, nigga, we all know that tastes like... yeah. You know? So, also, I want to ask you this because you were talking about the preachier part. And when I was watching this, I thought Shoeman was funny, but did that B plot feel not only preachy, but a little bit aged? Where I'm just like, do they really have a like buying sneakers from like a shadowy figure in a parking lot plot line in 2022? Like, part of me, like, this is someone who like, that's how I got on. I grew up in like the sneaker game throughout college, like funding a bunch of shit. So I was just like, this seems like four or five years too late. Well, so it made for good comedy because the situation is totally ridiculous. Uh, it also made for something that will be, you know, sort of subversive to, so, subversive to some of the Atlanta audience, which is a male, male kiss on the show, which is sure to challenge that deep corner of the people who are okay, really, it. but in twenty twenty two, like that's something like that. Shut, like, oh, shut up, Charles. Wait, like, really? You're so you're so out of. Of course, we still wait. Like, why do y'all act like? Why do y'all don't even use the term in twenty twenty two? Do you realize that you can turn on Malcolm X right now? I want everybody. I challenge everyone to do this. I challenge everyone to do this. Turn on Malcolm X. From 1962 right now. And listen to what Malcolm X is talking about. He's going to be talking about police brutality, economic advancement, and political power for black people. It's 50, 60 years later. Guess what? We're talking about the same shit. I feel like you're missing my point. I more so meant for Atlanta, a show that we like knows very subversive, is very good at, like, pushing buttons. I was just like, this is a plot line of, like, Erd and Darius having to kiss for sneakers that would have, like, the impact of it, the joke of it, the punchline of it would have hit way more in season one than it does in the last season. Interesting. At least that's how I feel. I feel you. No problem. I, I disagree just from the from the standpoint that all I see is people putting up on their social media disappointment of not getting tennis shoes, of not getting sneakers. Like, I see people putting up, uh, missed them or got them, like, on their <laughs> thing, up and, down, up and down with the sneakers, sneakers app. I see it all the time. It seems like people are so frustrated with shoes. And so when I saw them going to these exorbitant lengths, look, I got a fear of God, a, a pair of fear of gods in there. And shout out to Nat- Natalie Manuel Lee and shout out to Brian Randall Lee. Uh, Natalie's brother is Jerry Lorenzo. 
the the fear of Damn. God guy. Natalie Natalie's brother is Jerry Lorenzo. So I did now with Natalie. Natalie's fantastic show that used to be on the Hillsong Network. Not Natalie's doing fantastic things now. I don't think she's doing that anymore. But um, I did the show, and Natalie was so super sweet that she gave me a pair of Fear of Gods, right? Yellow Fear of Gods. They are crazy. Like, they're amazing shoes, right? Why have I never seen you wear them? Because, I like, I'm going to be honest, man. Your shoe game is the weakest thing I've ever seen. Okay. Just so you know, that's like the fifth time you've dissed me. No, right. it's not. It's, it's getting old. But, 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 <laughs> but, uh, but no. So the fear of gods are in there, right? And you should have seen how people acted when they saw me in the shoes. Like, it's what like, year was oh this? my God. It's like two, three years ago. It's like, oh, like, oh my God. How the fuck did you get those? Blah, 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 bro. You got to tell me, bro. Hey, bro. I, you got to plug me in, bro. Plug me in. Tell me how you got those, bro. You can't even get them. Bro, you got to tell me how you got them, bro. You got to tell me how you got them, bro. You got to tell me how you got them, bro. You got to tell me. Get off of me. No. A friend of mine hooked me up. That's how I got them. Everything I get, everything I wear, someone gave it to me. That's the entire thing. So, like, it, it, um, so I think it still kind of rings true that people are crazy over sneakers. But I think that the sneaker hunt is not the point of that. The point of that is to ask if we care too much about sneakers because the which, diatribe- Which is such a, like that conversation, I'm like, bro, we can't be having this conversation anymore. We get it. Like consumerism is bad. Black people like sneakers. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like we can't, we can't keep interrogating the same, the same fucking argument. Yeah, but, but Donald wants to. Donald wants to talk about whether or not we go through exorbitant lengths and actually lower our own worth to get these things. If standing outside in line to get inside Supreme on Fairfax for like five hours, if that's really useful, you know, he wants to talk about that. And it's interesting that the way he chose to do that was to make those guys kiss. You know, I mean, oh, I, I can tell there are going to be some people, I I think I get it because they explained it, that it really wasn't about the fact that it was a guy on guy kiss. But I think there are going to be some people there who are going to say that that scene was a little too heteronormative for them. I mean, yes. I don't, I, I don't I, necessarily agree, but I think that some people are going to feel that way. I think some people are going to be pissed. I do think that, but there is like some level of comedy of shoe man. Turning up Casey and JoJo, that shit. Had That's one of the died, funniest but... scenes I've seen on Atlanta, bro. That shit is hysterical. Bro. <laughs> like, bro, because I was like, he had it ready, and I just wasn't like, I was just like, what song is it about to be? But when that shit started playing, I'm like, bro, like this show. <laughs> Let's actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the funniest parts of this episode? I think easily one of the biggest ones. Is Soldier Boy thinking that the State Farm, the State Farm uh, catchphrase is like a good nigga? Safe Farms. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's funny. Seeing Soldier Boy, um, seeing seeing Soldier Boy with the uh, the do the crank that from back in the day. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I think uh, Soldier Boy. The uh, the the crate that dance, 
I think the shootout is hilarious. The shootout's hilarious just because the guy shooting at him, we think that's the crank that killer. It's not. It turns out to not it's, be the crank that killer. It's just somebody from high school who had beef with, with Paperboy, I guess. Uh, right, who, who did like Paperboy and tries to kill him. And it turns into a full-on shootout because everybody in Atlanta has a gun, right? When and, the white mom with the baby pulls out. In perfect gun. form, dog. She's just standing there dotting. But yeah, I think like all I laughed throughout the entire episode. I laughed when he out of nowhere poured Hennessy on the recording board <laughs> Yo. so that he didn't have to work with some guy named Doug. You know? Wait, who do we think is uh, some guy named Doug is as a rapper? Like who is his like modern equivalent? I have no clue. Who do you think he is? It's it's rough because he reminded me immediately of like a Kyle. Do you remember mm-hmm. like that light skin rapper Kyle? I do remember Kyle. He reminded he reminded me somewhat of that. I don't have a modern rapper who even sounded like him because they played the song over the credits, and I'm just like, bro, who who would this rapper even fucking be? But yo, another thing I want to ask you though, we've talked about have we covered all of the bases for this episode? You think? Oh, the last one we didn't cover is the crank die killer. <laughs> Just being an old, like, have your set black dude. Yeah. So <laughs> like, old, heavy set black dude, like the same kind of guy who would make you would make two friends kiss for sneakers. Like, that's the kind of guy that the crank that killer is. You know what I mean? Oh, I will say when the shoe guy gets shot, that is the thing that Atlanta does so well, is it'll be like laugh out loud, funny hijinks, and then something just so dark and chaotic will happen. That I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what am I watching? I was totally back on board at that part. But, like, I know I already asked you this. I'm so surprised Paperboy was running run away from these people. Mm. Why? I don't know. I just, like, I'm like, I guess maybe it is because he's just getting older. But I still remember Paperboy as being, like, that dude earlier, earlier in the show's run who just... Had a gun on him at all times. Didn't give a fuck. Was just like, bro, if somebody steps to me, like, I'll handle it. And in this, he's just hey, like, Hey, you said a lot of fuck. shit that don't make no sense in this episode. The fuck are you talking about? Somebody's what? shooting at him. Like, he, he's not going to run. Kerm, jump no, on I know, quick. I know he's like, going like, to run. Like, like, like but he's like, he's scared Kerm, of somebody Kerm. being in his house. I'll say y'all both, y'all both got points. My question was like, why doesn't he got it on him? Why is he lacking? In that's the what I'm saying. That, as I will say that. Why he lacking? Hey, y'all, y'all two niggas sound like two of the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, like y'all sound like y'all. Y'all sound like two of the dumbest niggas that have never <laughs> been in a sticky situation before in your entire life. Two of like, what but are you we, talking about? Everybody run. Everybody no, runs when they hear gunfire. What? What but what, but what happened between season one and season four where like, yo, he was always carrying in that thing on him. He wasn't like, he was like, bro, I guarantee you some of the hardest dudes, bro, have been in I'm a situation they don't run. where the gunfire pops off and they run. He's already paranoid that a killer is probably after him over the video, right? Why isn't he at least carrying something on him? That's what yeah. I'm saying. You know what? You, you know what dudes do? They bust and they run at the same time. They run and they be like, boom, 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 as they run it. They getting the fuck out of there. What y'all expect? He goes, what well, he's, what is he, Cobra? 
He's a Terminator. He's going to stand there. All I'm saying is no gun at all is on him. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's like, like he leaves his house, okay? The Craig Dad Killer is in his house. I'm like, dog, this is your turf. At least, like, bring something with you to protect yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm Look, bro, I'll be honest with you. Like, for me personally, when I hear, like, I, I got guns in here. When I hear the poppity pop, 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 I'm out. I'm out. I, when I hear it, Charles Stallone and John and and, and Jonathan Kerma Schwarzenegger, <laughs> you guys, you guys can stand there and stand there. Whoa, you, the, whoa, two, whoa. The, 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 the 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 tour, you guys. Hey, y'all. I'm not paperboy, bro. I didn't. Yeah, I'm not paperboy. Shit, I don't have it on me. I'm saying he's supposed to have it on him. That's all man, I'm saying. See, that's, hey, this, this, this is a problem for black man. A black man can't even go get a pretzel. He got to be toting the armory at all times. So black man can't even go get a pretzel. He can't even go get a pretzel, pretzel dressed like Chris Evans. Did you feel seen during that scene? You're just like, damn, like you looking back on your life being like, I can't even go get a pretzel without people coming up to me and be like, yo, it's Van Oscar Ward winning. Nah, that's not what they, but that's not what they do to me, though. They come up to me and ask me for jobs. Like, so that's the point. I'm like, hey, Van, bro. Put me on. Put me on. <laughs> Just like, just like, my life is Uzi Jacuzzi. I live in a movie. That's my life. My life is, yo, fam, bro. As soon as you see him. Hey, man, let me tell you what I really thought about Endgame. Nah, dog. Nah, man. I'm just out with my girl, bro. We, try, we trying to see Paddington too. <laughs> like, if you send me the resume, I'll send it to Bill and them. Don't get me wrong. I will. If you send me the resume, I'll send it to Bill and them. But can I watch Paddington 2, dog? Just like, come on, man. I want to see the cuddly bear. But no, I, the, the episode was good. Did you do, did you feel, do you feel like this season of Atlanta is moving towards anything, being that this is the final season? Did you expect there to be some sort of, uh, I guess, grounding point that the, that, the, that the season was moving towards? A wedding, somebody getting sick, Something of that nature. We've t- we've flirted with very nah. serious stuff. Sub- okay, right. Atlanta was Atlanta has never been that show in my of course. Atlanta, no, you're right. Atlanta has never been like a a Mad Men where it's like there's a story that's coursing throughout the season that you're uh-huh. just like or a Breaking Bad where this season most of the episodes aren't that connected. There's and that's why I'm like it really wouldn't feel like Atlanta if like at the at the end they're like. Paperboy had cancer. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it does have some level of like, there is in the air of at least earn potentially moving to LA. Paperboy trying to find new like revenue streams because he's not as popping as he once was. But I'll ask you this. Do you want the Atlanta, the version of Atlanta that's like, and here's the large narrative arc that was happening this entire time. No, I don't want anything like that. As a matter of fact, I think it's better that it's this way. I've been watching a little show called Yellowstone, Charles. I had to hop off that show, man. Of course you did. The the white people was going too crazy. My girlfriend was out. She's just like, I can't. They're killing animals. I can't do this anymore. I love Yellowstone. Yellowstone is great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love fucking Yellowstone. It's just intense, yeah. my man. Yeah, it's a very intense show. It's been giving me nightmares. 
So in that so in that show, everything leads to something else. It's good to watch a show that's as abstract as Atlanta, but as as familiar as the show is right now. I it's interesting that you think some guy named Doug is Kyle. Maybe he is Kyle, but I remember people liking Kyle for a second. Was no, I, am I it's, wrong? It's not that I don't think they base him off Kyle. It's just that I have no modern comparison to who, like, like he's not, he's not. Logic, because like logic, like whatever you will say about him can like string raps together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm just like, who's like a rapper that we're all like, this rapper is like mid, but they also have that like light skin chance the rapper thing going on. But they're just super nice, and we want to see them win for some reason. Like, who is that rapper? Like, like Playboy Cardi, like, like Playboy Cardi when he wants to, he can get down. Like, he's not a Playboy Cardi. He's not cool like that. I don't know who this rapper is. That's just whack, but we like him. And we want to see him win. I'll tell you who that who's like that with me. Safari. Nah, bro. What? I, I like I like Safari, bro. I like Safari. For what? Bro, I like Safari as a person. I like Safari. I, me and Safari not like friends or nothing. I like Safari as a person. I think Safari is cool. I think he's a good guy. He can't rap. Not to me. He can't rap. But when I see Safari catch a win, I'm like, man, good for Safari, bro. He deserves it. Like, I'm, I'm disgusted I'm, right now. I'm, I'm fucking serious, disgusted. Bro. I'm serious. I'm like, good for Safari, man. Safari is vulnerable. He don't try to play the hard role. He he's like a real person to me. That's made some mistakes. That's cool. That takes the good with the bad. Like seems like a, like a good dude. And so yeah, he can't rap, but I like Safari. I like to see Safari do good. Moving on, because that was the most depressing admission that you've ever. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. Know what to th- I, sometimes I like people just for who they are. Oh, you know is I mean? that what our friendship is built on? <laughs> no, I mean, you're really great at what you do, which some people aren't. Like, you're really <laughs> good at what you do. But, like, some people are not good at what they do, but I like them. I feel like Safari guy, like, his hidden talent is being probably behind the scenes. Ghost oh, Riders. he's a good, he's a writer and all of that stuff. We know that he contributed greatly to one of the greatest careers in all of hip-hop history. I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm saying as a rapper, people would say, hey, I like Safari's rap. As a personality and like a dude, I think Safari's dope, man. I, I, I see I that. Like, I, like, I like to see Safari do well. So we only have four more episodes of Atlanta left. Damn, Gut check feelings on this season. Gut check feelings. Oh, it's one of the greats. I'm loving this season. Yeah, it's one of the greats. It's better than even last season. Yes. Before we go, I want to I want I want to talk I want to interrogate the scene. I just want to ask you a couple more things about the scene inside of the the, the sneaker. The 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 sneaker fan. Okay. I'm ready. Do you think this scene was any type of look into the specific characters of Earn and Darius? Darius had no Darius is such a free spirit. Hey, let's just kiss and get the sneakers. Doesn't think it has to do any with with his worth at all, and doesn't care about the kiss itself. Earn for some reason has all of these reservations, but still does it. 
What do you think that's saying? Well, I do think that something that is going on in that is you you have to think about like how people treated Earn for pretty much the first two seasons of this show. When Earn shows back up on Paperboy's doorstep, him and Darius are giving him a fucking hard time. They're emasculating him. They're like dunking on him at every turn. The entire city of Atlanta is like designed. Like think about that episode when him and Van go out to eat. Um, and he can't afford the meal, and everybody around him is starting to realize he can't afford the meal. I do think that that is a classic earn moment where, of course, Darius, who is like, he's close with Paperboy. Nobody's ever trying to try Darius. He's a free spirit. Of course, it's going to be Earn who's going to be the one who gets a little toxic masculinity about it. It'd be like, bruh, no, I don't know, because he's just gotten the credit or at least the respect that he's been waiting this entire series for. I see. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. I will say it was very funny when Sneak when Shuman was <laughs> told him to kiss for eight minutes. I'm like, bruh, eight minutes is like, <laughs> bruh, eight he's minutes. Right. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, how long you have He's like, eight minutes. He's like, uh, he's like, right, what's your offer? Let's haggle. I'm like, Shuman was great. <laughs> No, like here's the thing. I do want to tell the audience, like, yes, to your point, Van. I think it, the joke is probably a little heteronormative. Probably belongs in like 2015. Can we please not? <laughs> can we please not argue about it though? Like, I really don't oh, want to no, be. No, having, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna argue about it. I just know that there will. No, 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 be not us. About it. The yeah. cult, like the wider world. I'm like, bro. Like, we cannot argue about this scene. <laughs> It's gonna get so annoying so fast. Nah, they'll they'll argue about it. They'll definitely argue about it. They'll argue about it on higher learning, where they like to argue about everything. Are well, you back uh, in their good graces after the student loans uh, no. fiasco? No. So the higher learning audience <laughs> hates me. Wait, like, why? Oh, bruh. Oh my god, bruh. I, I, I like they literally. It's so funny. They love Rachel. They hate me. That's the, but I like being, I like it. You oh, know, so wait, you know what it's like to be Coke Baby Chuck. I talk, I am for sure the Coke Baby Chuck of higher learning. <laughs> That's why I tell you, fuck it, right? Like, I'm for sure the Coke Baby Chuck of higher learning, like for sure. So they'll probably argue it over there. There'll be a whole thing, a whole thread about it on the higher learning Uh read it but yeah so whatever but I, a funny episode hilarious episode for anyone that said atlanta the season before this lost the funny and it didn't really have the funnies anymore i feel like this season has doubled down we've seen three or four of the funniest atlanta episodes that we've seen since the first season uh debut in, in this and this was another one great honestly <laughs> there might be nothing funnier this year than my life is a movie, Uzi Jacuzzi. <laughs> uh, my life is a movie, Uzi Jacuzzi. Uh, like, like that? <laughs> and then just get just thrown into the thing? That was hilarious. I'm sorry, bro. I felt bad for him, but that was hilarious. I don't feel bad for him. If you think you go get signed like Big Sean in 2022, you like, come on, bro. But <laughs> y'all, that has been our episode of the Prestige TV podcast. Thank you, as always, to Van Lathan. I'm Charles Holmes. And thank you to Jonathan Kerma, who does an amazing job producing us every week. We will see y'all next week.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.